What up, it's your boy Tony Sumo coming to you with another episode. But before I get down with my guest, let me get my plugs out of the way. Go to dirtycleaneats.com. Check out the product there. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and listen to their podcast, the DCE Pirate Radio Podcast on iTunes. Now use the code DCE Tiny Sumo for 10% off in store. Get some jammo in your life. It'll kill what ails you. And check out tiki-tribe.com. That's T-I-I-K-I tribe.com for all your ready-made meal solutions. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram too. And if you use the code Tiny Sumo, you can get 20% off in store with those guys now. And me, I'm your boy Tiny Sumo. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family. Your boy appreciates it. But I think that's enough of a plug. So let me get down with my guest. You! Thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat, mate. I appreciate it. No, not at all, Dylan. All good, mate. All right, so Thanks first, for having me. Congrats- no worries, mate. No worries. So firstly, big congratulations on the recent win at Eternal, defending the strap. And I've said Thank it many you. times on the podcast, the Eternal Belt is my favourite belt. Thank MMA, you, yeah. It's a beautiful belt. I agree. <laughs> I've said Best before, looking as well. It reminds me of the um, the old King of Pancrase belt. Hey, nice. Beautiful belt. So, Hell yeah, it is a cool belt. That. Thank now you so much. Fantastic performance. I want to talk about the fight itself. Um, yep. I also want to talk about the fact, you know, there was a bit of a layoff in between fights, so I want to chat about that. Yep. But before we get yes, on to that, sure. what I like to do with the podcast, I like to get a little bit of a backstory, a little bit of history. So if you could, take me back to the start and tell me how you first got involved in fighting. First got involved in fighting? Um, so me and my brother, he's two years older than me, so pretty similar. We played rugby for like most of our, pretty much since we played any sport, probably from like year five, uh, since we were five. Dad got us into it pretty early. So we loved competing, loved playing rugby, and we loved like the physical side of it. Played up until thirteen, or I played up until I was fifteen. But when I was about thirteen or fourteen, me and my brother really started like just I don't know, really enjoying like martial arts. So we were always just training with each other. We always used to fight a lot aggressively, but then we've toned it back down, and we just really I don't know why, but we just really enjoyed the martial arts. Started doing boxing just for like a fitness thing for rugby mainly but then slowly enjoyed boxing like more of like the details of boxing more and I always enjoyed watching like mixed martial arts I then just found a gym and pretty much from 15 16 onwards just have enjoyed martial arts a lot more than rugby still played rugby a little bit but just I don't know I like the competition of just one-on-one martial arts there's more at stake no and that's pretty much it and that that's from there it's pretty much just been training a lot of martial arts since then. So how long between when you first walked into the gym and when you've decided to actually jump in and have a fight? And was your first, so your first foray into fighting, was it mixed martial arts? Yeah, I haven't um, actually competed in any other like forms of fighting, except a couple of jiu-jitsu and wrestling comps, but no other like full-on martial arts, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah okay. Like full-on, like, um, I don't know, the word, like striking martial arts, it was mm-hmm. only just MMA. Got it. I think we walked into when I was about 15 in that age bracket and in Perth it was really hard to find fights below 18 I think you weren't actually allowed to do it below that Mm. age of 18 and then I think at some point when I was maybe like 17 a rule changed and as soon as it was changed I did start competing at 17 probably had two and then pretty much the day I turned 18 I was I had a pro fight and it's Pretty much since then, just been trying to 
get two fight, two three fights in a year, pretty much. Okay, so let's talk about that first experience because I am very interested too. I always enjoy talking to people, sort of, I guess you know, like the mental aspect before the fights and things like that, and how it changes throughout their career. And now, like I said, I yeah. mean, you, you're the champion, arguably, I would say the biggest. Yeah, they're definitely the busiest organisation at the minute. I think yeah. they're really pushing yeah. with their shows, and it's been fantastic yeah. to see what Eternal have been doing. It seems like they've got a card every Absolutely. week. So I think to have that strap really says something. Um, yeah. But I want to know what the difference is, you know, like from those that first fight backstage, what it feels like going out for that, to then this last one. Ooh. Um, when I first... Uh, I think when I first got into martial arts, I didn't really, like, when I first had a professional fight, I didn't really know what I was in for. I thought, like, personally, I probably thought I was just going to go in there, win first round, knock out, and then walk out and be happy. But then, obviously, getting in there and, like, all the nerves and everything like that, just, I got really overwhelmed and just got tired so quick. The adrenaline dump. And pretty much, I think every single fight since that first fight, I've just been able to control those nerves a whole lot better. Super calm now. I don't really get any adrenaline. Like, I'm super calm walking into the fights now, and I think that only comes with experience. I don't think, like, you don't really know what you're in for until you've done it a couple of times and you get that feeling of, like, the lights, the crowd, even, like, the noise of the cage is really noisy. Like, when you bounce around, it's like, because it's canvas and it's, like, wood, you can really hear it, and it's something different that you don't actually, some of the small things like that that you don't really get in the gym. Mm. So I think you've just got to experience the whole thing and it takes time for you to get super calm in there. So going from that as well, because, I mean, currently you're on a seven-fight win streak, yeah? Yeah. All stoppages too, so that says yeah. something in itself. But seven-fight win streak. But I want to know too, like with those sort of, I guess, early hurdles in the career as well, you know, what was it like, I guess, overcoming that? You said, you know, you had to learn to deal with the adrenaline dump. Yeah. and all the extra factors, what was it that, I guess, helped you to turn the corner after those first couple of fights? I'm not I'm not really sure if I turned the corner. I think I've, it sounds super, like, cliche saying that when you lose, that you learn something, but I think that's what it came down to, is just learning the whole experience as a whole and, like, understanding that you can get super tired in fights and there's some things that you don't really, like, know what to expect and anything can happen. And just sort of, I think, the whole like getting to understand how it feels is the main thing and just learning from those first couple of fights i picked up so much from them just how to manage timing and like manage your breathing throughout the whole fight not just blowing your whole like gas tank early mm-hmm. so i think it was just really just like yeah just re- i think it just comes down to experience the more fights you have the better where we understand it and I think that's what it's come down to. Personally. I think that's been the really good thing about seeing, I guess, like the amateur scene take off in Australia yeah. as much as it has recently. Yeah. Because, you know, you're getting guys and girls able to get, you know, get those hiccups yeah, out the of the fighter, way earlier. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're able to get those fights at the local show. They don't have to travel. Agree, yeah. I guess for you in Perth as well, were you having to travel much for fights? Yeah, most of my um, professional fights have been away from Perth. I think only two or two of them have probably been in Perth, mm. which I don't actually mind because I, yeah, I don't mind just going off with my team and just being us in the team rather than all your friends and family there. I actually prefer just to be the team, less pressure, mm. just walk in, have a fight, and then don't really know anyone. So 
international, like going um, interstate has been a good thing. And I think that's the reason I didn't have so many amateur fights is there wasn't like a big, you couldn't really, there wasn't a whole lot of amateur fights going around in Perth at that time. Mm. Especially okay. ones that I thought that I, there was a lot of them I could have taken, but I think I would have definitely just won quite easy. And I feel like, uh, what's the point? If it's not yeah. really a challenge, I don't. And I'm not saying that in any trying to be arrogant. I just, there wasn't no good challenges there. So I just sort of went into pro fights early. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did. It's a lot funner. <laughs> yeah. That, that is something though as well. I think the idea of you know going into state to fight and there is less pressure. Even if you're the champ, you're going yeah. in. You're the one with the belt. You're still yeah, going yeah. in and fighting the guy who's got all the family, family there. Friend, yeah, got, exactly. And there's a big difference between having family there and having fans there. You know, having people who just, they, yeah. they go and want to watch the fights as opposed to going shit, mum's in the crowd or Mom, you know, yeah, whoever's exactly. in the crowd. I got to people that actually have like a personal attachment to you and don't like you don't want to get hurt in front of them etc big difference people yeah, are, are big difference. People just want to see knockouts <laughs> <laughs> i like that they're not so, fucked they're not yeah. fucked either way yeah exactly right, so, they're good they're good then as long as someone's bleeding yeah. they're happy yeah so like yeah. i said i want to talk about this last fight talking about blood good segue because we're going to talk about this last yeah fight. you got stopped on a cut beautiful cut by the way yep. It's one of those things that it's sort of, I guess it come up recently on the weekend, especially, you know, the idea of people being shitty about cuts and that sort of thing. But I'm like, yeah. well, look, if, you know, split someone's face open, it's probably a good idea to maybe have yeah. a look at it and we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I wasn't pissed off at any decision made personally. I think that's just the way it is. If someone's going to be cut on their face, then yeah. I think the fight should be obviously be stopped. Mm. So it's just it's just the way it is. So it doesn't mm. happen all the time, but obviously it does happen every so often. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way this sport is. And I wasn't. It's no one's fault. It's just the way it went down. So well, look, what that's can what you happens. do? When yeah. you start smashing people with elbows in the face. Yeah, exactly. These are the things that happen. People bleed. So let's talk about the fight though, because there was that yep. big layoff. I want to talk about the layoff, and I guess yep. let's talk about it in the lead up to the fight then, because there was a bunch of time in between the fight. So what was uh, yeah. what was happening there? With me, so, so I before instance last year, basically just had a bad handbrake last year, and it's just continued to not heal too well. Mm-hmm. It's basically the way it goes, and I've got I could have either gone off and had a gone off and had like a surgery, or I could have gone and had another surgery, and it was just going to be another long layoff. So I just decided just fine, just see how it holds up and. But it was just basically a couple of surgeries in that time and just resting my hands. So it was annoying, but at the same I sort of I feel like I got better in other places. So it wasn't actually too bad. It was just the way things went down. So mm. That is, but I, I wanted to ask about that, though, like the actual time in between, because there's obviously a couple yeah. of ways that people can sort of look at it and they can look at it yeah. as that loss. You know, I can't fight, I can't, whatever yeah. it may be, I can't compete. Whereas it sounds like you've sort of looked at it in the opposite yeah. light and, and tried to take the positive yeah. spin on it and work on other stuff. Exactly. I think that's a, if you really do enjoy and like want to get better, I think that's the only way you can really look at it. If you go, I was a bit upset for a bit, like thinking, oh, I can't fight, but I just thought, well, I've got another hand that could use some working on. I've got kicks and still grapple a little bit lightly. So it's just a way, it's just time to get better in other places and enjoy time off as well. Mm. Not learn right. to diet and all that. Yeah, all well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what was it like then? I guess you know because there's both the mental and the physical aspect then too, isn't it? You know, you're coming off that yeah. injury. 
you know, you've got that idea in the back of your head. You're worrying about the hand. You've been you've been training as best you can in X amount of months, and now you're getting back into fight camp. So, what was it like, I guess, in the lead up to this fight with that time off? It was it was actually quite nice, you know. And I've honestly, I feel like I've been, I'd been in like I hadn't stopped training at all. I was still training once two times a day, so it just felt like a long training camp. To tell the truth, I was still training a lot, and I was just excited to compete. Really, mm. I think we I was close to getting a fight a bit earlier. That didn't happen. So then I'd been training pretty hard for that, just hoping that one would pop up. Didn't happen. So I just kept it going. And it wasn't a bad, I think it was actually a good thing. It was a long, like, a lot of, a couple of bad, like a long training camp. Mm-hmm. Probably about 14 weeks where I trained pretty hard there. But then it's all good. I enjoyed, I was just looking forward to compete, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I enjoyed competing and I was really excited to compete. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the fight itself because obviously fighting a uh, yep. very dangerous fighter too. And yeah. you know, I want to say what Kevin's a, a European medalist in judo. Like he's, yeah, he's yeah. a very accomplished judo player. Yeah. So going into the fight, what was the I guess what was the game plan? What were you thinking heading in then? Oh, uh, the game. Uh, he's always super like, aggressive in the way he fights. He's strong in the clinch. He's obviously looks really strong. The game plan was pretty much just to move around and try not to get clinched up with him really and if mm-hmm. I did get clinched don't stand up too straight and don't hang around mm. too straight for too long because I will get flipped and that actually did happen so, <laughs> it's a beautiful it was, photo though it is a it beautiful was all, photo it was a, yeah it was a awesome so I was sort so, of just I remember sitting in that position just thinking oh I wonder how strong he is and then next thing you know I was I didn't even know where I was I was like oh shit <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> but we had trained yeah. we had we had a we really trained him how to um like keep the momentum going from a judo throw, mm-hmm. and so I pretty much what we trained we were able to implement it, which was cool. Just like keep rolling, reach for the far arm, grab the arm in, and just keep rolling, and it worked a treat. So nice. It was awesome throw, and I was also happy that we got we got to um implement something from the game plan. So it was a nice little sequence of the fight that I actually really enjoyed. Well, look, like I said, very strong performance. And to come back from a year mm. off, to come back from a year off with Pretty injury, you know, to have that sort of, I guess, against you. Like you said, Kevin, very aggressive fighter. So he's going to come forward. He was he was confident yeah, grappling absolutely. and everything as well. He also, yeah. like he's also, I want to say, he's had a couple of Muay Thai fights and stuff like that as well. So yeah, yeah. It's not like he's, he's yeah. going to be scared to throw with you as no, well. Not at all. He was so keen to fight 100%. Hard fight to come back with, you know, like that's a, yeah. that's a tough test to come back with. Then you obviously pass with flying colours. So now the question is fight's done, hand's still all good? My left hand's good. I actually broke my other hand in this fight. <laughs> I'm not. Unfortunately, but I don't need surgery and it's coming across fine. So I'm thinking okay. hopefully four weeks is good to go. So nice. All good. <laughs> So, yeah. 2019's obviously coming to a wrap, though, and Sorry, yeah. you, you, you're nursing that injury yeah. and getting that other hand back to health, you know, yeah, in yeah. four weeks or whatever it may be. What's yep. the plans then going forward? I mean, you've got the strap to defend and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, What, I what think, are we um, looking at? For me, I think the earliest I can fight is probably February. I think that would be the perfect time for me get Christmas out the way. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much as soon as next year starts, I'll be ready to start putting in some hard work and... February, any time in February, I'd probably be good to go and then hopefully get a couple in this year just to make up for the last year. Nice. Any potential challenges yeah. that we can look at with that eternal strap? Anyone in mind? 
not anyone really. I'm any whoever's next to tell you the truth. I don't really mind. I don't really want to pick anyone. Whoever the um whoever the eternal things that is next, and I'm ready to go to tell you the truth. Nice. But there, well, that, I think there's definitely good. a lot of good welterweights in Australia that I think absolutely deserve a shot to fight for a title and just to prove that they're they're the best as well. So yeah, um, anyone is good. All respect to all of the world trades out there. Aussie MMA is looking fantastic at the minute. We're only yeah, doing more is. and more shows, which is great. I mean, it's fantastic for someone who tries to cover the sport because I've got yeah, lots of opportunities awesome. to talk to people. But it, it, it seems like there's shows on every week, and it seems like Eternal are putting them on every week. So Yeah, they are busy, so it's, it's good. It's perfect. They put on good fights, good fighters, so great show, Absolutely. I think. No, I've said that I've said that about them many times in the past. One of the things I've been very excited that uh, Eternal are doing is they are matching the fights that we haven't seemed to be able to get in the past. And there's been top guys against top guys in the division, which isn't something yeah, you see, awesome. you know, especially when you get to the, I guess, the top of the divisions. You know, it's a lot harder to get those guys to fight each other because they're all looking at the next promotion. They're all worried agree, about yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. But then we've got yeah. guys like yourself defending the title against a dangerous opponent, that's what I want to see. That's that's a fantastic yeah, exactly. thing for the sport. Boost the sport here. We can all make each other better and then go take out the other people. So I think it's just more fights in Australia is better for everyone in Australia. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% agree. All right, look, mate, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Before we wrap Stand it up, up. I'd like to give people a chance to get any plugs out of the way. So anyone you want to mention, let them know now and we will tag them in when I do the post. Uh, just give a shout out to Scrappy MMA. Scrappy MMA is my uh, the gym that I'm from, and give a shout out to Eternal MMA. Done. Best show in Easy. Australia. Legend. Done. Absolutely, mate. Thanks, Dylan. Pleasure talking to you, mate. You too, mate. Talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Ciao. Cheers, Bye. Mate.